righty. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of Let's Talk Sports presented by Deep Dive Sports. I'm your host, Nick. And today I got Dave and Dom with me, a little bit of the OG squad here. We're going to kind of go over a couple topics going, ranging from uh, college football to the NBA, talk a little bit about the broadcasting world, um, hit on the Premier League, and then we're going to have some fun with some fictional characters playing sports here at the end. So first, we're going to start with a little bit of Big Ten football. So if you guys haven't heard, you know, obviously the Big Ten signed a seven-year media rights deal with CBS, Fox, and NBC worth around $7 billion. So if you broke it down between the 16 teams when this starts, because obviously USC and UCLA has joined, um, I know I saw something about UCLA maybe wanting to back out. I don't know if that's for sure or not, but right now they'll be at 16 teams when this kind of takes an effect. And that'll be about a projected 62 million a year um, and about 437 million over the seven years for each team. So, you know, the first question I got for David here, he's going to join me on this topic is, you know, like how insane is this? I think it's absolutely insane. I think great for all the schools and, the division as a whole, but just absolutely insane. And to kind of move on to your second question, which is uh, should the big 10 continue to pay all its programs the same, or should some teams make more than others in this situation? And I think that's a little complicated to be honest Because you have both the kind of like the business side of it and kind of like the governmental side of it, being that this is an education thing. So the business side of it is kind of like put all the money where they make the most money, which is oftentimes the football team in majority of all cases. However, you've got the governmental side of it, that being Title IX being kind of like a major issue. And so I think that for both to really work, I think that they need to create some kind of funding to create and maintain any like equipment that whether that's a gym or a field and uh, some of the equipment need to be kind of like at equal levels, kind of like the gym equipment. And None of this kind of like March madness issue that they had over the last couple of things, last couple of years where the men's teams were getting all this like fancy equipment. Then you get a disparity in the women's March madness tournament. So I think, well, I think with the, the, with this question though, David, I was kind of more geared towards like, um, and, you know, I guess if you would have let me ask it, I, I would have I, it was it was geared more towards, you know, just like the football program in general and, and how and how good teams have been over the years. Like like does does Rutgers deserve to make sixty two million dollars a year, you know, like Ohio State is making sixty two million. You know what I mean? Like like okay. I just I think that like Ohio State, you know, football you know, Michigan football. Now when USC comes in, like those kinds of brands, I mean, I guess if you, if you wanted to put Wisconsin, maybe Penn state, but I still think they're a little bit below those programs. Like, you know, does, does each program, does it make sense, you know, for Ohio state to go out there and be like, listen, if we weren't in the big 10, you guys wouldn't really 
get the deal that you just got. You might get a pretty good deal, but it wouldn't be the same kind of deal. You know, why, why are we getting the same cut of the pie as like a, you know, a Rutgers or a Maryland, you know, in Indiana, like it doesn't make, you know, does that, does that part make any sense, I guess, in the regards of that? I think that it does in a, in a way because it gives them the chance and the, the money to build the equipment in the stadiums and the put in the effort uh, to actually try and recruit those players. Will it take a few years? Yes. But the reason why I brought that other stuff up was because that's how I understood it and that's how I took it. No, no, you're good. And th- well, that's the thing too, is that the big 10 is the only, I think the only conference that actually spreads the money out evenly between the media rights deals and they always have done it. So it's not something that this is new. I just think like going forward, when you talk about like a deal like this, you know, I think that I think it's only fair to look at like why this deal was made. You know what I mean? They got $7 billion over seven years because of, you know, Ohio state has consistently made, I think they've made almost every playoff since it started, except for one. Um, and then yeah, one or two. Yeah. And then you have you have Michigan who obviously made it last year. Um, and they're still regardless of what they've been over the past, you know, four or five, even six years, maybe they're still a top brand in college football, I would think, or at least in that second tier. And then now you bring in USC, who's a little bit, you know, revitalized. I think that that those those programs right there, you can make an argument to where like maybe you could bump them up to $80 million a year and then spread the money out between everybody else. You know what I mean? Or I I just, I don't think that like, I don't think Rutgers really needs $62 million a year because they've been making the same amount of money as Ohio state has from these TV deals. And they still aren't as even, they're not even close to as good as a program as Ohio state is. So like, yes, everybody wants, you know, you want the, the equipment, you want the stadiums and that's fine. But I mean, I, I still think them, them getting, $40 $40 million a year from a TV rights deal is still going to be a phenomenal feat for that kind of a school and that kind of a program, you know, and then you kind of take care of your flagship programs that are really driving the, the for, you know, driving it forward for this kind of deal to, to be made. So mm-hmm. um, that's my opinion. That's what kind of why I asked the question. I just, you know what I mean? And, and I get it too. It's a fair thing. And I, I, I've always liked how they've done that, but I think when you start getting into this kind of money, I think that you should reward um, the people who kind of are the programs that, that put you in this situation. Cause if you, if you take out Ohio state, Michigan and USC, I don't, they're not, they're not getting anywhere close to this kind of money. Mm-hmm. But, yeah. And that's completely fair to understand too. Yeah. But we'll go ahead and move on to our next topic here. So I don't know if you guys saw all the Christmas day games. Um, obviously we're gonna have basketball and football that day, but you know, I, I just wanted to propose the question, like, you know, what, what do you think is going to be the most watched game that day? So for basketball, we got 76ers v Knicks at uh, noon. You got Lakers versus the Mavericks at two bucks versus Celtics at five. And then Memphis versus the Warriors at 8 PM there. And then Suns versus Nuggets at 10 30 PM. So pretty late game start there. Um, and I think this is all Eastern time. So this is all for like us, you know, on the over here in Ohio. Um, and then, you have Packers versus Dolphins at 1 p.m. for the NFL, Broncos versus the Rams at 4.30, and then the night game will be the Buccaneers versus the Cardinals at 8.20 p.m. So, David, what do you think, you know, during this day is going to be the game that's going to be most watched? Well, if I'm being honest, the United States is really 
a football town or not a football town, a football country. And when I say football, I mean American football and not European football. It's, I know someone's going to misconstrue that for some reason. If I had to choose, I'd probably go with the Buccaneers Cardinals game because you have to realize that all these teams are, yes, very good teams now. And we've discussed this that the Broncos finally got their quarterback, and that was really all that they needed. And the Rams are uh, the defending champs. So, however, you also have to think about the fact that most people are probably going to be eating dinner around 5 o'clock time, give or take. And so being that the Buccaneers are about around 820, um, most people are going to be done with all their Christmas Day activities. We'll be just relaxing in the – living room probably watching some kind of game if anything if i had to choose like an nba game i'd probably go memphis warriors out of all those games it's probably the most exciting one i'm actually so i agree with you that i think probably like the most watched when you talk about people actually watching it on the tv is probably going to be the bucks versus cardinals game and uh, Memphis versus Warriors game, but I think the most views are going to go to those like the Bucks Rams at four thirty and the um the you mean Broncos. Oh, sorry, yeah, the Broncos Rams at four thirty, and then the the Buck the Bucks and Celtics at five p.m. Because I think what's going to happen when you talk about TV ratings wise is everybody's just going to have it on TV and they're just going to be sitting there eating or hanging out or talking like you were saying because everyone's going to eat dinner probably around like five. So they're just going to have those games on in the background and those will be kind of like background noise going on. Cause I know that's what we do. Like during Christmas, we'll be eating dinner and football will be on in the background and we'll kind of, you know, a few of us will be over there, you know, watching the game eating. And then the rest of the people will kind of just be listening to it and talking and doing all the kinds of things. So I think th- those, those two games are going to get the most views, but I do think like eyes wise, like people actually watching what's going on. It's probably going to be those later games, like you said, because most people are going to be home. They're going to be relaxing. Um, they'll probably be winding down for the night. So, and those are, those are two pretty good matchups. Um, like Memphis, I'm, I'll probably watch the the Memphis Warriors game. It'd be kind of like a rematch from the, from the playoffs. So that should be pretty fun. Um, and those teams should be pretty good. The other thing, I don't know if you guys saw, but uh, Memphis is pushing for Kevin Durant. So we might get that. That might be a, an even more fun game to watch. Cause you get that storyline of like, the playoffs last year, Kevin Durant going against his old team, like that would be, that'd be a pretty, and then him and Jaw playing together. I don't know how that'll work out, but that'd be a pretty interesting combo there. So, just be him and Russell Westbrook 2.0. <laughs> so uh, we'll, we'll definitely have to see. That'll be interesting. Maybe we'll uh, we'll come back to it on uh, Christmas Day and we'll kind of go over the numbers and and see where we were at with it. So, but to move on to our third topic here. Uh, David actually uh, submitted this one. So uh, according to uh, the Cleveland News Channel 5, former NFL and college head coach Urban Meyer, I don't know if you would call him an NFL head coach. He didn't make it very long. Um, will He will be returning to Fox as a broadcaster. So, you know, David's question was, what do you think of his return? And essentially after his public downfall, you know, with the Jaguars. So I'll go ahead and answer this first and I'll let David go um, second since it was his question. You know, for me... I think Urban Meyer was a really like he was a pretty good broadcaster. Like he for is I guess, you know, shitty as a person as he has been, 
Um, he does know football, so he does, he is able to break it down. He is able to have those kind of conversations and, um, he is, he did seem pretty charismatic on air. So from that standpoint, I don't think he's going to be an awful broadcaster, but I just think with everything that he did with the Jaguars, I think that, um, that, that maybe, maybe this is something that they should have waited a little bit longer for. Cause I don't think we're very, we're not very removed from it. So it's like, I, I don't know. I don't know if it's necessarily the best idea, but it is Fox. So, but I think Disney owns Fox now. So that mm-hmm. doesn't make sense either. But yeah, I know, I know that they own like ESPN, but I don't think they own Fox. Well, they bought, I don't know. So is, is Fox different than 21 Century Fox? Yes. Fox, I think, is a completely different entity by itself. I think that file falls under like Fox News. Yeah. Cool. Well, because Disney bought, they bought 21 Century Fox and 21 Century Fox owned FX. So I thought they were just all the same, but maybe they're no. different. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, whatever. Double check that, but yeah, but I mean, to anyway, to my understanding, Fox is owned by the same like group of family that owns Fox News. Okay, so maybe it was just a different organization. I don't know, but anyway, like, still, my opinion is the same. I, I just don't, I don't know if it's necessarily the smartest move for Fox to bring him in as a broadcaster right now, but. You know, I'm sure there's still a group of people out there, a decent amount of people that would want to see him as a broadcaster, regardless of what he did. So it'll just be a person that they, you know, they have on there. And maybe, maybe it'll be limited capacity and they'll kind of work him in, you know, more and more over the next couple of years. And then he'll, everybody will kind of move on and forget about it. So it'll, we'll see. I mean, I'm sure people will, uh, will put him through the ringer and he'll have to deal with it. And, you know, I think it's sad that his family is going to have to deal with that, you know, for the rest of their lives because he doesn't seem to want to take himself out of the the limelight there, you know, and, and I don't I don't really know the reason why he's coming back right now. You know what I mean? Obviously, he probably still wants to make money and earn a living or whatever, but um, but maybe for him and his family, he probably should have given it a little bit longer, but we'll see. <laughs> they probably want him to get out of the house. They can only stand him for a little bit of time. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Who knows? We'll see how it goes. We'll see. He'll probably say something dumb and be, yeah, it's just, I don't know. It's, it's definitely a really sad downfall. Cause when you look back at his, you know, his time um, at Ohio state as Ohio state fans, like I think the only blemish was obviously the, um, Oh, I forget his last name, but the wide receiver coach, uh, first name yeah. Zach. Um, it's a, his name. Yeah. I think that's something. <laughs> Something am I am I the only Ohio State fan that didn't like him? Like even when he was with Ohio State? Well, I think I think he rubbed people the wrong way, but I mean he he I think the, the thing though is that he he won. It's not like he was a it's he wasn't a bad coach, he was just a weird dude. And like mm. and and the thing too is like you don't you don't really hear it was just so weird because when you heard out of the stories of the NFL of him like of yelling at players and when he when he kicked the kicker and you're kind of just like you didn't hear any of that out of college you know what i mean obviously we don't know out of florida that's a whole different situation and, and i'm hoping one day we can put together a pretty cool um like youtube slash documentary type thing on on what what happened there in florida i would love to do you know mm-hmm. a, a super deep dive into that but you know i 
I just you didn't hear anything like that come out of Florida, and then out of Ohio State, you didn't hear anything like that either. So it's just like really not up until it's like last two or three years. Yeah, and then you you would think, oh, once all the stuff came out in the NFL, that you know now the guys that played for him in college would come out and say some stuff, but nobody did. So that's so I don't know. I I don't think I don't think. And we don't know because maybe people just don't want to talk about it. Maybe they will one day, but it doesn't seem like he was like that kind of he wasn't that kind of a dirtbag when he was when he was a college coach. Like, was he a weird dude? And was he kind of like a little bit standoffish with the media? Yeah, sure. But I mean, at the end of the day, he he won games. He won a national championship. You know what I mean? I think he's still he should still be regarded as, you know, one of the better college coaches of all time. Um if you just go off of what he's able to do and who was able to recruit and those kinds of things. And, um, and I think he was a better recruiter than, than Ryan day is right now. I mean, we look at the defense for Ohio state and struggled. Um, We haven't been able to recruit on the defensive side of the ball since. So I I don't know. It's definitely interesting, but we'll have to see how he does. I don't know. Like I said, he's going to get put through the ringer. His family's going to get put through the ringer. So it doesn't really make much sense, but. So, yeah, it really just comes down to how his family feels about the whole thing and just him in general. So, yeah, it's a money thing. Fox sees that they can make money off of it and Urban Meyer can get a paycheck for it. And that's really all that kind of drives everybody in this world anyways, is that little green piece of paper. (laughs) So... But let's go ahead and move into our next topic. David's going to go ahead and take a break. I'm going to bring Dom into this. And, you know, talking about those little green pieces of paper, I wanted to talk about the Premier League. And, you know, one team that has, you know, probably one of the if, – if it was to be sold today, it'd probably be one of the most expensive teams to buy in the Premier League. And then, you know, we're going to talk about also, like, my uh, pseudo-favorite Premier League team that – um, <laughs> that I always talk about with Dom when I end up on his show on the pitch. But through through the first three weeks of the Premier League here, you know, Man United, they actually had uh, zero wins when I put this topic up here, but today they beat Liverpool two to one. Um, so they have a negative four goal differential. They have the one win. Um, they moved themselves up. They were like second to they last. They were dead last. No, they were dead last. Or they were dead last. West Ham was like right in front of them. And then now they've moved up the table because they got the win. But um, when you going back to West Ham, they have three losses, zero points. They are the bottom of the table now. You know, I guess my first question for you with these two teams is, you know, just I, I put on their WTF, but like – what the heck, man? What's going on? Well, with Man United, it's, it's a lot. Um, ever since, no, hold on. Ever since the legendary manager, uh, Sir Alex Ferguson, retired, they've kind of been scrambling to replace him. And, you know, they, they're always quick to get rid of coaches. They never really seem to have a good plan when it comes to the transfer windows and bringing in players and selling players. Um, they haven't really been that successful at developing talent. So right now you have a squad that consists of three different coaches, philosophies and transfer windows. So it's kind of like a mixed mash of, of different philosophies and play styles. They brought in a new coach before this off season. And during the transfer window, they didn't really do anything. The board of directors was like, Oh, we don't want to spend that much money. Oh, you want that player? We don't want to give them that much. And now they're like, Oh, (laughs) 
you lost every game this season. Okay. Who do you want? How much do you want to pay for them? So now they're just kind of scrambling to kind of correct their mistakes, which is what they always do. And it's gotten them to the point where they are now. So it, it's just more of the same from Man United. Um, we'll see if they can figure it out. I mean, they're, they're too big of a club to really f- be relegated as much as I would love to see that. Um, I know it's not going to happen. Um, I think at best they'll finish 10th, 11th this year. Um, I think that's pretty realistic for this team, the way that they're situated right now. Um, yeah, it, it's just not good. What about what about my favorite team in West Ham? Like, am I am I going to have to start watching them in in League Two, or uh, do you think they'll? Well, they're they're not going to drop to League Two um, because. Or sorry, the League cha- the Champions League. Sorry, yeah, I'm sorry, sorry, sorry. <laughs> you can't new, go from the Premier League to League Two in one season. I'm I'm new to watching Premier League football. <laughs> Clearly, my favorite team is West Ham. So, but yes, it are are we are are they Either should they be not should, exactly going ham. Yeah, yeah, they're not going ham. (laughs) Um, But should I be afraid for them to be relegated to the Champions League, or do you think they'll figure it out? Because I know last season they went on a little bit of a run there at the beginning, and then towards the middle they kind of dropped off a little bit. But you know, am I am I should I be worried? No, I don't think so. I again, they're they're a good club. They're better than what they're playing right now. Um, There's a lot of teams earlier in the season. You know, they're still trying to figure out how to work together because, you know, you bring in new players every year. Um, so they'll, they'll figure it out. I don't think they're going to finish, you know, top five, but they're not going to be contending for any European spots. But, you know, this is a team that I think can probably, they'll finish 14th, 15th, maybe 12th if they're lucky. But, I mean, it's still early in the season. We've played three games out of 36 so there's still a lot of time. Um, I think they'll be fine going forward. And, you know, right now looking at the table, you got teams like Fulham at seventh, Brentford at eighth, Nottingham Forest at 10th. Like those teams aren't going to stay that high up on the table for the whole season. I'd be very surprised if they did. Um, so I will see teams like West Ham and Man United climb up the table. Chelsea sitting at 12th is not going to, stay for the whole season it's just early and early season table is always pretty wonky all righty all righty well i like it um we'll try to we'll try to talk about a little bit more about you know premier league soccer going forward on on this too but um but yeah hopefully i I hope they don't get relegated i really don't think they will because i do think that they have a pretty good squad um they had a couple players leave in the transfer window but i think they'll be okay when they when they went on their run there at the beginning of the season, I was I was really of last year. I was really hoping that we'd have to get jerseys. <laughs> oh, I I I'm I'm well aware that that you were. <laughs> I still I still might I I might I might invest. I'll have to. I try to I try to watch some games sometimes, but now that I work um, in the mornings, it's a little hard because I think most of the time we get them in the morning time, but. Um, mm-hmm. but, I'll, but I'll have to, I, I try to go back and watch a little bit of the highlights and stuff like that and everything. So trying to become yeah. more, more well-versed in the, uh, in the football world. <laughs> <laughs> that way, that way, if I ever have to get on, on the pitch again, I, uh, it's not, it's not teaching Nick soccer anymore. It's just, we'll talk about some, some football. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> so, but we'll go ahead and move on to our last topic. I'm going to go ahead and bring David back in on this one. This is just a little bit more of a fun one I threw in there. 
Um, we're just trying to have some fun. Like I said, I, I think last week I said this is going to be the last one that we do every single week, and then we're going to go ahead and do a Let's Talk Sports show every other week because we're going to go ahead and bring Ohio verse back um, next week before the Ohio State season starts. But I wanted to kind of end the show on like a little bit of a fun one. So David and I are going to kind of go through and look at all the MCU characters. If you don't know what the MCU is, that's the Marvel Cinematic Universe. We're going to look at all the characters that we have seen so far, and we're going to put them into some spots um, in professional uh, basketball and football. So we're going to do our starting five if they were going to be an NBA team. And then we're going to do our skill positions within football. So quarterback, running back, wide receiver, you know, edge rusher and cornerback. So I'll let David go ahead and go first with all of his. All right. Looking for at my starting five at center. I have the end game to present day Hulk. So kind of like the Professor Hulk almost. Um, then at power forward, I have Bucky Barnes, winter soldier. That's a little, it's a little, uh, small ball there. Okay. <laughs> and then small forward, I've got, uh, captain Rogers, captain America with the shooting guard. I have Peter Parker as, and Spider-Man. And okay. then, uh, at point guard as the leader, um, I've got T'Challa because as kind of like the leader of a team in an offense, he was the only leader that was a uh, leader of a nation. <laughs> okay. All right. Yeah. You went, you went really small because mm. Bucky Barnes and Steve Rogers are both six one. So, but are incredibly strong. Nonetheless, that is fair. I guess you'll kind of play a little bit of that, but that's, but that's small ball. <laughs> I guess you'll kill him with but speed. Still. And then you got five, seven Peter Parker at the two. Mm. I love it. That's like Dom playing shooting guard in the NBA. <laughs> <laughs> Just a little less athletic, though. <laughs> hey, I'm still I'm still taller than you, so I don't. Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> All right, what do you got, Nick? Uh, so my NBA starting five. I actually have Peter Parker at the point guard. I think that you know when you talk about his Spidey sense, I think that would be perfect for facilitating the game. I think he'd be a perfect. Um, you know, Rajon Rondo type, Chris Paul type, like just be able to f- be the ultimate facilitator in the offense. Um, and then I think with his ability, he's, you know, he's super fast. He's super quick. I think he'd be able to get to the basket pretty easy. Um, and then he has that, that vertical. I think he could still yam it on some people. And then I got Steve Rogers at the two, he's six, one. So, you know, obviously he's fast. He is that leader. So if I need him to, you know, run the floor too, I think that he could be a floor general. I just think Peter Park would be a little bit better, but I think Steve Rogers, it would be kind of the best like Clay Thompson to Steph Curry um, for Peter Parker. I think he'd be able to, you know, do those spot up threes, catch and shoot that kind of stuff. Um, I got Thor at the small forward position. He's six, three. I went a little bit small ball for the first three, but Thor is, he's just big and thick. And I think he's going to be able to get to the basket. He's not really giving much of a shooter, but he's going, he's going to back down pretty much anybody. And then I went real big with my power forward and center. I got Groot, obviously adult Groot, not, not baby Groot, but adult Groot is seven ten. So, I mean, imagine taco fall, but taller (laughs) so he's pretty much going to get all the rebounds he's going to back you down you're not you're not doing anything and then he could literally extend his arm out so he's going to look like michael jordan from space jam um and then at the center position i got the hulk at eight two eight foot two inches 
That's literally like two of me pretty much. Um, and he's just a thick, he's, I oh, sorry, I have the smart Hawk. Like you had professor Hawk, smart Hawk. So he's, he's not just going to go out there and do a bunch of random stuff. He's actually gonna, you know, know what he's doing, but at eight, two, he's, and he's just a thick, just a thick man. So I, mm-hmm. I don't, it's just going to be like, basically if, if Shaq was bigger, I, I don't know. <laughs> so I think that's, that's pretty much my starting five. I, I think that that would, uh, I would probably win every championship for the next, 42 years so i don't <laughs> yeah that is completely fair <laughs> yeah the other thing too is i had on here that uh that the easy answer would just be the hulk for everything um just put the hulk at every position you could probably put the hulk on an nba floor and just have him play against five people and he still would win but um <laughs> yes but what who do you have in your uh skill positions there for the nfl Mm-hmm. So for the quarterback, running back, and I actually put down three wide receivers. Oh, okay. So uh, for quarterback, I couldn't exactly des- decide if I wanted someone who was a leader or someone who had innate ability for accuracy. Mm-hmm. So I was tied between Nick Fury and Hawkeye. Regular people. You said anyone in the MCU. <laughs> you you pick Nick Fury. That's like that's like if you went back and you were like, "Hey, Michael Vick, do you want to come back and play football in the NFL right now?" <laughs> then for running back, I had two other options. I was going to go between. Then I realized there was someone else, and I went with Quicksilver. Oh, I didn't even think about Quicksilver. Yeah, that's a good one. That's, I mean, that's, that's just, that's just OP though. That's like putting the Hulk at every position, you know, I don't know, but I get it. Like, yeah, Quicksilver. Yeah. That's, he'd be the best running back ever in the history of the NFL. Yeah. The the original two that I had were T'Challa and Captain America because they, they're incredibly fast too by themselves. Yeah. Yeah. I had, so I, I, I'll give you my, I had, I put T'Challa at running back. I thought that'd be a pretty good, like, um, because I, I think regardless, you know, he still would be phenomenal at it. Um, mm. but yeah, but who are your wide receivers? I was looking at Spider-Man, Winter Soldier, and Vision. <laughs> okay. All right. I like that. Little, uh, five, seven Spider-Man. He'd be like a little, uh, oh, what's his name? I can't he remember. His name. shooters too. You can't use your web shooters. That's cheating. But he could he could go up and get the ball pretty much about anybody. He's he's got the vertical. So yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. What about uh? What about edge rusher and um cornerback? Uh, so for kind of like a defensive line almost. Uh, at tackle, I had Hulk, and at my ends, I had Drax and Korg. <laughs> Korg, Korg's too goofy. He wouldn't get to the quarterback. <laughs> Hey, it was worth a try. And then corner, uh, Captain Marvel, T'Challa, and I actually put linebackers in which I put Captain America and Thor. If okay. I had that option, Thor, Thor would be like an amazing linebacker. Be like your AJ Hawk back there. Mm-hmm. Those beautiful golden locks. <laughs> Um, for me, for quarterback, I put Steve Rogers. I don't think there is anybody else to play quarterback. He's the ultimate leader, um, the leader pretty much of the Avengers. And, um, he throws a shield with 
just immaculate um, accuracy. Yeah, I forgot about that. So him throwing a football, I think, would be no transition. Uh, he would just be amazing at it. Obviously, I had to chaw at running back. Um, I only did one wide receiver. I just put Bucky Barnes there. I think he's got the speed. I think he could be a little Tyreek Hill out there um, for Steve Rogers. And I think that, you know, those two would work well together since the chemistry is already there. For mm-hmm. my main pass rusher or edge rusher, I put Thanos at 8-3. This man is just relentless and he gets what he wants to get and he doesn't care who he has to go through to get it. And he would be like my TJ Watt. So, but just a little bigger <laughs> at eight, three, probably like 500 pounds. So, um, and you had, then you had, uh, Thanos, I had Hulk. <laughs> yeah, both, both good. I was just trying to pick somebody different, but I think Thanos would even be like a little bit more vicious with it. Cause like I said, he, he would, he gets what he wants when he wants it. Um, Unless you got the the what if version of them, yeah, that is I, that made me so mad. I I don't even want to get into it. Uh, <laughs> oh man, Dom, you watched Endgame, right? Yeah, we gotta talk about it now. It's gonna make me mad. Uh, I don't remember if I did. So basically, the there's this what if series that Marvel did about like all like different you know you, universes and different w- outcomes that thing could have that things could have happened if people did what they did right mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so basically you know like the character vision uh no he has like the stone in his head and he can shoot like a laser out of it or whatever okay but basically he he just like tried to fight Thanos and Thanos like ripped like he just basically like ripped no. him out of it. uh Wanda Wanda ripped Whatever happened, whatever happened, basically he beat him and but in the what if series freaking vision just cut him in half with his stone beam, basically, and you're just like, that doesn't seem realistic. Well, well, I'm just like, well, why didn't that happen? Which episode was that? It was the zombie one. Oh, yeah. He just like he just cut him in half with it. And I'm just like, well, why didn't we do that in the movies? And this would have been over. Ah, whatever. Anyway, talk about vision of. The episode where, uh, uh, what's his name? Where Peter Quill wasn't uh, Star-Lord and T'Challa was. Oh, yeah, yeah. And Thanos joined his team. That is fair, yeah. Um, <laughs> That's anyway. where I was going with that. No, I was going with that. I completely forgot about the zombie episode. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, but speaking of Vision, he's my cornerback. So super fast, 6'3". Um, I, he's going to lock everybody down. So that's who I had. But <laughs> all righty. That's pretty much what I had for the main topics here today, guys. Like I said, um, this will be the last one that we do every week here. So we'll, the next episode will come out in, uh, what, two weeks. So, But we'll go ahead and finish the episode off here in our double take segment. So we'll go ahead and uh, bring Dom back in since he hasn't talked that much. I'll let him give his first thing. We'll go Dom, David, and then myself, and then back around. So, Dom, what's your first thing? So me and my girlfriend discovered a new show on Netflix called um, Instant Dream Home. So basically, if you're into like home renovation shows and whatnot, basically like family members, friends nominate, you know, a family or or whatever to be on this show. The only thing is the people that are like getting their house renovated don't know they're getting their house renovated. So they're like, you know, occupying the family's time for like 12 hours and like a team of like 200 people go in and completely renovate these people's houses inside and out without them knowing. And they come back and like their house is completely renovated and it's addicting. And it's kind of impressive with what they can get done in 12 hours. And 
I kind of want to be on the show. <laughs> so they just they just kind of put like they do home improvement, but like on steroids. Yeah, like it, it's like they they give these people pretty much completely brand new houses. That's crazy. Like they go that. through and do like every room in like the front and backyard. Yeah, Ashley and I will have to watch that. That seems pretty interesting. Yeah, it's phenomenal. Hmm. All righty, uh, David, what's your first thing? Um, so this is kind of going to go along with the TV thing. I haven't watched it. I just wanted to see if you guys have heard of it. Um, it's a show on FX called Wrexham. I think it's how it's pronounced. I really misunderstood what you said, but I thought you said something else. <laughs> <laughs> it's, I think, I think I've, I've heard of it. It's like an animated show. No. Oh no. It's basically where Ryan Reynolds and oh yes. Guy. He bought to like Europe and they bought a football club. Yes, he bought it in like the lowest tier of the um Premier League. What is that? Mm-hmm. League three? I have no idea. Don't All I know is that this is a TV show. Yeah, it's like a documentary of them. They bought they bought a football club called Wrexham. And yeah, like, Wrexham. Yeah, like Wrexham FC or something like that. And name, the spelling, by the way, is W R E C K H A M. Yeah, and they're like they're like in the lowest league of the Premier League, which I feel like is League Three. No, I have no idea. I don't you're know. Talking, Dom, you're muted, so I don't know what you're saying. They're so they're they're not in the Premier League. They're in the Scottish Football. League. Oh, Scottish Football League. Okay, uh, or not Scottish. Um, Welsh. They're they're Welsh. Oh, they're Welsh. Okay, okay. Yeah. So, like England has like. Their FA, their football association, which controls like the Premier League, the Championship, League One, League Two, and whatnot, and, and that whole pyramid, and that whole pyramid. Okay. Um, England, Scotland, Wales—they all like have their own football association. Wrexham is like right now they're pretty much like one step above like a bunch of guys getting together on Sunday and like a rec league playing football. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> but, like they're, like they're they're still professional. It's just a lot of these guys they're doing it for the love of the game and to do it for fun. And like they have day jobs that they play or that they, not that they play that they do during the week Yeah, and they do like soccer professionally on the side. That's still pretty cool though. I think, it'd oh, be, absolutely. I think it'd be fun. Like if you, if, if like we had a bunch of money one day, I would love to go like buy a soccer team like that and or a football team like that and try to, I don't know. That'd be, that seems so cool. Like, and, and Ryan Reynolds is like, the, the coolest dude and i was like i was watching uh the preview for that because i wanted to watch it and um it's like like the fans in like the first game or something they like all came dressed as deadpool or something like that i think so like <laughs> it's it's generating buzz so hopefully you know they they make enough money hopefully they put enough money into it and maybe they can um maybe they can progress forward and and grow the franchise and that would be that'd be something super cool but yeah I, so i was i was waiting for that to come out but it is out right now I have no idea. I just oh, okay. I just wanted to bring it up since we're talking about football, and okay. Dom brought it up. Brought up a TV show. I figured I followed that up. No, you're good. Yeah, no, because I I wanted to watch it, but I just didn't know when it was coming out yet. So we'll have to we'll have to look at that, and then maybe we'll get back to you guys um, who are listening. But for my first thing is you know as a head coach of a little league baseball team i am now one and one so i got my first win the other day the guys played a phenomenal game so i'll try to keep 
updating you guys on uh, what's going on. Our we ended up winning five to three, and uh, one of the kids pitched probably one of the nastiest curveballs I've probably ever seen outside of um, Clayton Kershaw. So it was literally it was like a twenty five mile an hour curveball, and it the the kid just spun around like a top when he swung at it. So it was pretty cool to watch, but um, super proud of him. Hopefully we kind of continue the momentum and, and go forward with it. So Dom, what's your second thing? Keeping up with the, I guess, TV show um, topic or uh, theme that we have going on tonight. Did you guys see that there's a Manti Teo documentary about like the whole catfish thing that, that he went through? I've heard about it. I, I, I haven't watched it, but the, like, there's a whole documentary about it. And like, he, like, from what I've read is pretty open about like the whole experience and whatnot. What's it? So, uh, David, do you know, I, I think it's on Netflix. I have no idea. Yo, Netflix is just like, what documentary can we do? Let's do a documentary on, on Dom pooping. Like, I just feel like they're going to do a documentary on everything. I don't understand. <laughs> like, yeah, it's on Netflix called, I think it's called Untold or something like that. Hmm. Interesting. Is that like a, is that a series where they do different things every season or is that just a limited thing? I, I have no idea. Also, what petition do I have to sign to bring back oh, American Vandal? I don't know. I wish. So it's a two-part event on Netflix. Um, they're Untold series. Okay. Titled "The Girlfriend Who Didn't Exist." <laughs> Damn. <laughs> I remember that happening, but I don't remember all the details to it. Is he even in the league anymore? No. No. Okay. No. I mean, well, he he was kind of drafted into, into a bad situation with the Chargers at the time. They didn't really have a good team. But yeah, but if he was good enough, he would have stayed around. So mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. All right. Well, David, what's your second thing? Uh, so I have an interview tomorrow. I won't say with who, um, but yeah, I have that tomorrow. There so, you go. I hope it goes well. Hopefully. <laughs> good luck, buddy. Heck Thank yeah. You. Everybody uh, tell David good luck. I know they're saying it, even though they aren't saying it right now. <laughs> <laughs> um, for my last thing here, just to finish off the show, I'm going to, to make Dom and, and David mad as Browns fans, but I don't know if you guys saw, but uh, you know, we know the massage convention is going to be in Cleveland. <laughs> no, no, not that. I talked about that last week. Um, but your old quarterback there, uh, Baker Mayfield, is going to start for the Panthers. So, uh, week one, mm-hmm. my prediction yes. Baker, well. Mayf- Baker Mayfield is going to come out and uh, he's going to lead the Panthers to a win against you, no. against your Browns. No. Yep, no, him and CMC. Are gonna ruin your day. <laughs> no, the, the, Brown, the Browns. The Browns defense is too good. Nope. CMC. He's only healthy for one game a year, and he's gonna be really healthy for this game. And he's gonna come out and torture. <laughs> so this is it. That's that's my prediction, and I'm sticking with it. So Baker. Now, well, I can't wait to to get on two minute drill with you while you cry that the Panthers lost. Oh, I'm not gonna cry. I don't really care, but. <laughs> wow. But, no, I, I do I do think that that's going to be a lot closer of a game than what people think. And I think now with, uh, you know, I, I just – I don't believe in any of the quarterbacks that are on that roster. And I don't think – Which I think they they have Dobbs starting. No. It was a preseason game. Yeah. He, but he kind of lit it up, though. I don't know. Um, Jacoby Brissett will get some time in the last preseason game, but 
as long as he can manage the game and we just run the ball down the Panthers' throats with Nick Chubb, Kareem Hunt, Jerome Ford, and Dearness Johnson, then, uh, yeah, we'll be fine. They were one of the worst run defenses in the league last year, and the Browns have the, one of the best rushing attacks. So I kind of like the advantage that we have there. Yeah, sure. Well, but when Jacoby oh. Brissett throws David level interceptions, I don't know. We'll see. <laughs> he, he doesn't throw interceptions. He just misses throws. <laughs> He's gonna he's he's gonna throw five passes and throw seven interceptions. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Do the math. <laughs> um, alrighty. Well, now that I've uh, made Dom upset, this is gonna be the end of our episode here. Thank you guys so much for listening to another episode of Let's Talk Sports. You know, uh, like I said, we'll uh, we'll start doing this every other week here, um, and then look for Ohio versus to come out next week sometime before the first Ohio State game against Notre Dame. That's going to be pretty huge, so we'll be pretty excited about that, and I will definitely be watching it, even though it's at seven thirty at night, and I'll have to get up at one thirty the next morning. But we'll figure it out. Worth it. Worth it. You don't need to sleep. <laughs> Just stay up all night. <laughs> I'll I'll come home from work on. Uh, on Saturday and I'll just go to bed. So then I can just be up for the game. So we'll <laughs> figure it out. But, um, but yeah, guys, again, thank you so much for listening. Uh, we are deep dive sports. This was let's talk sports and uh, we'll catch you on the next one. Thank you for listening to another deep dive sports show. Make sure to follow deep sports on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. And you can listen to all of our shows wherever you get your podcasts. And don't forget to follow our YouTube channel for more amazing content. Lastly, make sure you leave us a comment. We love hearing what you have to say. And as always, until next time, you guys, sports listeners.